Have you ever wondered how to be a great who in the spirit of who, not how? Stay tuned so that you can be the best collaborator and partner and team member that you can be. Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a great who. So as you're likely aware, Strategic Coach has published our fabulous best-selling book, Who Not How, which is one of my favorite books on teamwork ever. But one of the things I think that would be really useful to talk about, especially in the context of team success, is in fact, how to be a great who. And one of the things I've been thinking about lately, and it's come up in conversations with other people and my own personal growth after 30 years at Strategic Coach, is one of the things I've got clear on for myself is I want to be an even better collaborator. You know, I want to be a great contributor. And I was talking with another entrepreneur with a lot of team members. He said, I want to work with people who are company focused, not career focused. I was like, oh, that's such a great way to summarize, you know, focus on contribution, not status, who are focused on, you know, really how they can make a positive impact, how they can take action, how they can be a partner was another conversation I was having. These are all part of having an entrepreneurial attitude that I write about in Team Success, the Team Success Handbook. But I realized, how do we actually do that? Let's drill down a little bit. So it boils down to three things, which I will share with you in a little bit. But this whole idea of being a partner. So if you are a team member listening, this is for you. If you're a team leader, this is for you. If you're a business owner, this is for you. You know, what we all want is to work with other people who show up in all the ways. They show up intellectually. They show up with their hearts. They're really tapped into the mission of what you're up to. And, you know, they exert their striving instincts per Colby. You know, their will is engaged. Their batteries included, as we like to say at Strategic Coach. And that's pretty exciting. I want to work on a team where that all of those things are true. If someone is just showing up and just putting in the time to collect a paycheck, I just really don't want them in my company. <laughs> now, I know that big corporations actually are quite successful at doing this. Smaller entrepreneurial companies, though, it's a different mindset that's required. And there's so much to take ownership of, the client experience, how things get done, the process, you know, just how we all show up in the world. There's so many gaps to fill in entrepreneurial companies because it hasn't been around forever or things have changed yesterday. There's a new job description that doesn't you know, match your job description from yesterday. There's a new opportunity to take advantage of. Things are changing rapidly. And so there isn't a set process all the time. There isn't an employee handbook or manual for do steps one through 35. We are creating it as we go, which I find incredibly exciting and fun. It's not for everybody, let's be clear. But to do that, you have to kind of really know how you're going to contribute. How are you going to be a partner in this process? So that's what I really want to talk about. Because when you really understand the three things I'm about to talk about, it really makes you a great who. Because you know how you're going to contribute. You know what you're contributing to. You are aware of the other people with whom you're working. And these are all really critical factors for being a great who. I know in doing lots of hiring and being part of that process many times and talking to so many team members over the last 26 years since I started the Strategic Coach team programs, that a lot of people come in just thinking that they need to have the talent. They need to have the skill. And that's really the learned capabilities. But that's not all they need. They also need to bring their hearts. They need to care. <laughs> they really need to care about what we're up to. Why are we doing this? And I've hired so many people 
three in particular that come to mind whose goal in life was to not work for a for-profit company. Their goal in life was to work for a non-profit company. When did I find this out? Not at the beginning when I needed to. So they were very short-term hires. So their hearts weren't in it. They were in it temporarily, but not for the long haul, which is, you know, people with whom I enjoy working. And that was a big miss on my part that I'm hoping you can avoid that because I didn't ask enough questions. I kind of assumed, you know what that means, that other people were as excited about our mission as I was and that they saw the value in what we were doing the same way that I did, which you know, they didn't, which is fine. What they were involved in, excited about, completely different, totally valid, not dissing that at all. I just assumed that everyone would share my same enthusiasm and excitement for what we were up to. Mm, not so much. So it's really, really key, I think, that we, you know, don't just look at someone's resume or CV. We look for what do they care about? What have they demonstrated caring about in the past? And then also, what instincts are they bringing to the table? Do they actually have what it takes to fulfill the activities in this role well? I was reminded of just how terrible I am at project managing, like terrible. And I'm just not good. I miss parts and it's hard and it's effortful. And it's like, oh, I'm a great who as part of the project. I'm not a great who for managing the whole overall picture. So I got reminded of that the other day and this morning. <laughs> all over the place, which is kind of funny. I mean, I can laugh about it because I know where I can create value and where I do create value. But it's like, I'm not a great who for that particular role, but I'm a great who in other ways. So here are my three things for how you can take action on this and what you need to know about yourself. So if you want to be a great who, raise your hand. If you want to be a great who, I hope you do. First of all, you have to know yourself. You have to know your skill. You have to know what you're good at. You also have to know what you're not good at. So you really have to own your own experience and accept it, love it, appreciate it. Be very confident in things you're great at and humble about everything else. At Coach, we call that unique ability. You know, unique, excellent, competent, incompetent. Really useful to know all of the things that you're unique at, which are where you have superior skill and passion. You'd love it. You're really good at it and you could do more. Gives you energy. You can always see room to get better. That's unique ability. Also, it's where you're a hero to other people and where you have the greatest impact. So take that seriously. That's really what matters here. You also have to know those things at which you are excellent, where you have superior skill, but not the same passion. The things at which you are competent, you're adequate, you're okay which I barely scrape by on the project management, maybe not barely. And then finally, incompetent, when you attempt to do these activities or you just avoid them so much that you never get to them, then you put in the time and effort, you don't get the result. That leads to failure, frustration, stress, and conflict. You also have to be honest about that. And go, oh, guess I wasn't put on the planet to do this type of work. So you just have to really know that faking yourself is not gonna help anyone. Certainly not you, certainly not the people that you're working with. So really appreciating and understanding your talents, your capabilities. You also have to know what you care about. If you care about, you know, entrepreneurs, coach is awesome. If you don't care about entrepreneurs, not so much. If you'd rather work for a nonprofit, coach is not the right place for you. That's my personal example. You have to know the type of people you find interesting. I know for me, with whom I'm working is almost as important, sometimes more so than what I'm actually doing or what the company is about. So if I'm working with really high quality, authentic, values-driven people, I know we can create magic together. And people with a different set of core values or things that are important to them, I'm not a great fit. 
And that's been made clear <laughs> several, several times. So, you know, make sure that they're connected at a heart level. So it's head, heart, and gut is how I like to relate this. And then finally, you also need to know for yourself how you strive. You know, get your Colby profile done if you haven't already. So kolbe.com is the best place to do this. If you're listening, I'm sure you've done your Colby already. By the way, a little reminder, because some people have trouble, you know, they read their Colby profile, it's great, and then they forget about it. Using your four numbers as your pin, best thing ever. Just don't share it with the world like I'm doing. <laughs> but it's really powerful too to understand that or use a close relative's pin as another strategy. But it's a great way to remember it and then it'll always be in your brain. And no one else will even guess what it is, which is kind of fun. So really knowing how you strive, how you problem solve, and then putting yourself in a place where that's what's required, where that's what's needed. So that's kind of the know yourself portion, or as my friend Kent Pilcher and I like to say, know thyself. You know, rule number one. The other thing you need to know is what the mission is. What is the goal of the project that you are contributing, collaborating, being a partner on? At Coach, we use our brilliant tool called the Impact Filter. You know, I love how Dan Sullivan says, no impact filter, don't worry about it. <laughs> In other words, if he's talking and expressing his excitement about an idea, unless that idea is accompanied with an impact filter, he's just having a conversation. He's just talking. We don't need to take that one as gospel. And a lot of entrepreneurs can really benefit from this strategy. Hint, hint, hint. Team members, you have complete permission to go, where's the strategy circle for that? <laughs> or do it with your entrepreneur or do it with your team leader. And they go, oh, yeah, can we do that together? And you're like, okay. So that's really powerful because that allows the person to be both intellectually and emotionally sold on the idea. And then you'll know the success criteria. So really powerful to do an impact filter. That's my favorite way talking about it on a podcast today. My favorite way of expressing it because one of the dangers for a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to is they have this vision. They just don't have a great way of communicating it. And it comes out in dribs and drabs. It's incomplete. And it often comes out as frustration because something's not happening, but you don't know what was supposed to be happening. So it's like, ugh, don't know how to contribute to this. And you don't know how you're driving them crazy, which you could be just inadvertently. So really getting clear on the mission is critical or the purpose. So it can be the company purpose, that's the macro version, or just the project or exactly what it is you're working on today. You know, what does it look like when it's done and done well? Great question to, you know, engage your team on or your whoever's initiating the idea. And then they'll get really, really clear or talk themselves out of it if it doesn't have a lot of longevity. So really knowing what you're up to is key. Now, this sounds pretty obvious. Know yourself, know what your contribution is going to be and what it's not. Let's be honest. It's powerful to say, you know what? It sounds really appealing. I wish I was the right person for that, but really I'm not. <laughs> Here's how I can contribute. I appreciate when people tell me that. I'm like, oh, I just saved myself a mess. Thank you very much. So don't be shy about saying that. And then knowing what you're up to, also kind of logical, although easier said than done. But here's the other part. You have to know the others. You have to know how other people are wired. So I like to know their Colby's. I like to know their strengths, finder strengths. Clifton strengths is what it's called if you're looking it up. You know, I want to know how people are put together so that I know how I can communicate to best be a great partner, a great collaborator, a great teammate. So knowing who other people are, and it's interesting because people who don't know those things yet, I'm like, okay, we're going to start with some profiles because that's a shortcut as far as I'm concerned. I also will often ask them, 
Where have you been like outrageously successful? Where has producing a result been incredibly challenging for you? Again, I'm not making them a bad person. I'm just saying, where was it really hard? Gives me a clue. You know, I know for me, if you ask me that question in terms of a job history, I'd be like, oh my gosh, once my dad got me a job as a law clerk, I mean, like administrative clerk, not a law clerk. And my biggest challenge was not passing out from sheer boredom wasn't fatigue. It was really easy work, you know, at two o'clock every afternoon, I would literally stand up and do laps at 2 PM because I was done all my work because it did not take eight hours to get the work done. They weren't unionized or anything, but they were kind of like, Shannon, you don't have to work as quickly. You could slow down. And I'm like, if I go any slower, I'm going to pass out. You know, I got a result, but at a huge cost. And I, it basically affirmed for me that never, ever, ever do I belong in a law firm's office, just saying. Now, other people thrive in that role. And there was one woman there who was in her mid to late 70s. Can't remember her actual age, but she was older and they loved her and she loved them and she was going to be there till she wasn't. You know, it was really fun. So for some people, it's the place to be. Me, not so much. That's useful. So you can ask those questions that has people reflect on their experience. And if they have any self-awareness at all, they'll be able to tell you. And that will help you, even if you don't have access to different profiles, to help them know themselves so that you can get to know them too. And knowing those experiences is pretty interesting. And then you'll be able to help construct how that can work. And talking with my awesome colleague and friend, Nicole, you know, I often translate, you know, my passion in life for 25 plus years has been to help bridge the gap between entrepreneurs and team members. And by knowing one another, I can help translate. It's why I want to know people's profiles because I can understand really, really quickly how to create value for them, save enormous amounts of time, know what will be relevant and interesting and useful for them. So I can quickly modify how I deliver something depending on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to someone who wants all the details and specifics, I will stretch myself to do that. And if I'm talking to someone who just wants the bottom line, I can do that too. And I'll also start with the bottom line and then layer things on depending until someone says enough already. But I know that and I can be very conscious about it. So it makes me a good collaborator. Now, do I have blind spots? Uh, yeah. I do. So I'm always learning. I'm always getting better. I'm never assuming that I know everything because I don't, but I don't come in blind. I don't come in not knowing. And I will ask the questions so I can find out. I've done a lot of focusing and learning about me. Again, lots more to learn, but then I'll ask good questions. Okay. What's the result we're looking for here? What are some obstacles in our way? Let's think through some strategies. What are we trying to accomplish? And then I'll also want, okay, oh, you know, how do you want to be, you know, how can I be useful? How can you be useful? What part of this do you want to do? So I'll help structure the teamwork. And I have to say those three things will really make your project just hum and you'll be a great collaborator and you'll be contributing to the overall awareness of how people can be successful. And by the way, one of the things I don't do is I don't pay a ton of attention to roles. Yes, I'm conscious of people's toes and not stepping on them, but I'm much, much more interested in people's unique abilities and their unique contributions that they can make. And if there's something missing, I don't care if it's not in the role description. Let's go find someone who loves to do the part that none of us do. So I'm less worried about titles. I only like unique ability titles anyway, but that's a subject for another podcast. So I want to know what's the talent we have? Do we have everything or are we missing something? If not, let's go find it. And then let's make this puppy happen. You know, that's often it. So 
I like getting people unstuck from what they think they should do and then focused on what they actually are going to do. I find that a much more productive way to get things done. So this is about how to be a great who. Bottom line, know yourself, know the purpose, mission, vision of what it is you're up to, hopefully in the form of an impact filter, and then finally know others and help them get to know themselves. Once you have those three facets, you will again be able to dial things up and make them happen much more easily, much more quickly with a lot less stress, a lot less drama, my least favorite thing, and just basically have a lot more fun doing it. So if you're interested in fun and productive results, this would be my prescription. So I hope this is a really useful way to think about how to be a great who. And hopefully it's expanded your perspective a little bit. You may not have thought about one of those elements as much as the detail I've gone into. So if you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at As always, thank you so much for listening. And here's to your team success. Mm-hmm.